Hello, and welcome to Women in Strength. This is the podcast that goes far beyond what they teach us in Cert 3 and 4. My name is Rasheen Hawley, and I'm going to be spending this time with you every single week, jumping into the real-life challenges, the real-life topics that we face as a coach, as a business owner, and as a woman running her own business in the fitness industry. I've been in the industry since 2013, where I started out as a sole trader in a commercial space, and now I own my own gym here in Melbourne called Barbell Babes Brigade. I absolutely love being in this industry and I love educating and exploring the things that come up on a daily basis. I love to help other ladies really explore their capabilities as a business owner, as a coach and seeing what they can do. Because the thing is, when we create businesses as women, we are unrivaled. We have a power that is so untouchable and I really, really want to explore these topics that quite frankly can stop us in our tracks sometimes. So strap in, we've got lots of stuff to cover. Hello and welcome to episode number 38. Today's episode is something that is legit so real for so many coaches. Um, But when I was preparing for this episode, I really don't think that it's talked about enough. Um, And I think it's a topic that we need to have real frank conversations about because it impacts the the length of time that coaches are obviously in the industry so coaches you know why are they getting burnt out that's the conversation that I want to have today um and really just give some thoughts in regards to what I see and also what I've experienced um and 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 start to open this topic because our industry is known for having a really high turnover um there is a very high percentage of coaches that don't make it past the first year Um, And then as coaches stay longer in the industry, we do see coaches becoming more stressed out, more burnt out, um, and a lot of people not staying in the industry as they continue. So I think it's I think it's a real conversation we need to have coaches. Why the hell we are constantly seeing so many coaches getting burnt out? So the first thing that I want to address around this that I see happening that is impacting the stressed out, burnt out mental toll that comes with this job Um, is a lot of coaches being super, super reactive and responsive to things that happen urgently. Um, And I was actually having this conversation with my mentoring ladies yesterday, and we were talking about the difference between um, urgent matters and then high capacity uh, high capacity earners. So the difference between the two is urgent matters are things obviously that require urgent attention. Um, and that require us as a business owner as an, and a coach for us to respond. But when we are constantly responding to urgent matters, we are in effect being a very reactive person. We are reacting to the emergencies and the urgencies that are in front of us. Obviously, that makes sense when it comes to responding urgently. On the flip side, however, we've got stuff like high capacity earners and high capacity tasks. And these are the things that will impact us driving our business forward with the goals that we're wanting to achieve. And I actually see so many coaches living in responsive, reactive, urgent land, as opposed to living in the land and you know, having a nice integration of both responding when we need to as a coach, but also integrating the other side, which is working on your business and having these high capacity earners and these leverage points for us to continually be growing our business. And I do see that coaches are 
in that urgent land so much that they're constantly responding to everything and they're getting into a position where they're saying, look, I don't have time to grow my business or even even if they do have time, they are so burnt out and so tired that those four hours that they might have in the middle of the day, they just want to completely like ass out, sit on the couch, watch TV, which is fear when you're constantly in a reactive mode. So I was talking to them yesterday about we need to really have a reflection piece around what is actually urgent and and really understand what are the things that we can be dropping, you know, dropping things for and responding in that moment. But most of the time when we think it's urgent, if we look a little bit deeper, it's actually not that urgent. So I think coaches think they have to respond to urgencies like that, like click of the thumb, they have to be there as a coach. And I, I'm challenging you to think about the things that you would instantly respond to and be reactive to. And I want you to think if they are actually urgent, okay? And I was saying to my ladies yesterday that when it comes to things that are urgent in my business, there are actually not a lot of things that are 110% urgent. And the way I like to think about it is, you know, I think about urgent as, is someone going to get hurt? Is this life or death? Um, or can this actually wait 24 hours? So things in my business that are urgent um, are things like if a client were to come to you and they're in a really, in a state where they really, really need some help or a perspective, or they need your support because they're in a really shit state, then that to me, hands down is 110% urgent. Um, because of the training model that we have in our business and the ethos around our training, the relationships that we have with our clients, um, we are there as a support network for those type of situations. So that's an urgent response matter that I would, you know, happily respond and drop something if I needed to. On the flip side, something that is not urgent is a, a lift getting sent through from a client. So if a client obviously trains with me um, or one of my coaches and then they have other sessions to complete outside and they send through a video of their squats, that is not urgent. That can be responded to at the end of the day or you know when you've got some downtime. You don't have to pick up the phone when you're doing some business work and then instantly respond. That is not an urgent matter. That you know, feedback on that lift can wait for a couple of hours. And I think coaches are instantly picking up their phone when something comes through from a client and think they have to urgently respond. And I actually talked about this in a previous episode that was quite early on. And I think it's called I'm not a 24 seven coach. So when I first got into the industry, like this was the thing, right? It was all over what people would say on their marketing, how they'd have conversations with clients. They would like, it would be such a big selling point and they'd say things like, I'm here to support you every step of the way. I'm here 24-7 if you need me. If you have any questions, let me know. And I'm like, I'm not that type of coach now. And what I mean by that is I will 110% be there to support my clients and help them and build them and educate them and all that kind of stuff. However, my job is not to babysit someone. My job is to help them find their answers because when they do that, they have power and they feel confident and they feel like they are capable of deciphering their own problems. My job is to help someone 
figure things out themselves as opposed to me always giving them the answers. And so when we facilitate urgent responses with clients, we just have to consider, are we actually helping the client or are we hindering them? Are we giving them a direct answer because that's what they want? And we think that we should do that because they're giving us money. But ultimately, are you actually helping the client in respect to their long-term goals? Probably not. So when a client is responding to you, if it is urgent, like they need a, a shoulder to cry on or they need you know, perspective or they need a big support network right there and then, great absolutely step in however if it's a a question that can wait for a little bit and you can finish your two hours of admin and get back to them then we need to recognize that we're probably being really reactive and we are constantly on 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 and we're at the the whim of our notifications and we're at the whim of our clients and that's one of the biggest things I see that makes coaches burnt out is that they feel like they have to always be on and responsive to their clients And it's a funny thing to say, right? Because we are in the business of being there to serve our clients. And that is like our clients are the people that give us business and why we continue to to do the work we do. So it's a funny thing to kind of think about going, well, okay, well, if they're my clients and they run my, run my business, shouldn't I be responding? Yes, absolutely. But in due course, like people don't expect you to respond within 10 minutes. You can respond if that's a point in time where, you know, you're messaging clients and you're going through lifts and all that kind of stuff. But if it's not within that time, leave it and then come back to it because you don't want to be the coach that's constantly responding to ding, ding, dings on the notifications and you're constantly got a really high fucking screen time on your phone and then you've got no work done at the end of the day because you're constantly just at the whim of your notifications. So that to me is one of the biggest reasons why coaches continue to get burnt out is notifications rolling out lives. It does not have to be like that. So in this example, I would encourage you to really think about what you deem is urgent in your business. So like I said, the client thing support, that's really urgent to me. Things like payments or, um, you know, like changing payment arrangements or needing to change a session later in the week or needing to respond to a client about a lift, um, those are not urgent. Like they can wait a few hours. They can wait for you to continue to do your schedule for the rest of the day. Um, Other things that I deem as like urgent is if we get new leads come into our business, we've got a time frame in which we respond to people that inquire with us. Um, that's like a low level of urgency, if that even makes sense, because they contradict each other. Um, but still, like if we're doing something for two hours and we've got a meeting, we'll call the lead after. We don't need to drop and instantly call that lead. Um, it is of a timely manner that we contact them, but it's still not 110% urgent. Um, other things that are not urgent that sometimes um, – like coaches think needs to happen is um, like just any, honestly, anything that's related to clients, whether it's changing times, whether it's changing payments, whether it's responding to messages, responding to lifts, giving them information, they're all not urgent. Okay. They can wait. And if you are continually enabling someone to get responses from you within 10, 20, 30 minutes all the time, you are enabling that behavior 
and you're not really making them a self-sufficient client. Like if someone is messaging you around, hey, is this a good carb to eat? Or how much could I, like, what do you think about this meal? Like that is shit that someone can learn themselves. And your job is to facilitate that learning piece so they can make those decisions. I don't want to be at the whim of my client's questions when they're questions like that. Whereas if I educate them on how to make a better decision, they can help themselves. So those are all red flags. If you're constantly having clients messaging you, and that's not a bad thing. Like we want our clients obviously to be in contact with us, but if it's stuff that's constantly coming up on repeat and it's like no brainer shit, then I need you to think about that and go, okay, how can I change the tune of this? And what can I do to make my clients more empowered to make the decisions themselves? Okay. Okay. So the point here is don't be responsive to your notifications. You are not constantly having to be a 24 seven coach because that burns you out and it doesn't help your clients. Okay. And you want to think about with the urgent matters, right? On the flip side, what I was explaining about the high capacity earners or the high capacity tasks, I'm perpetually hearing that coaches are saying, look, my business isn't going where I want it to go or I'm not growing. Um, And they're kind of like they're staying in this rat race of coaching, which is obviously our bread and butter, coaching on the ground, doing the hours, doing the programming, all of that kind of stuff. And because they're so responsive, they don't have the extra time to do those high capacity earners. Um, You know, high capacity earners is things like, what can I be doing for lead generation campaigns? How can I maybe maybe be doing some study to help uh, my clients get better results? Or what extra resources can I be creating to help grow my business? Um, Or what can I be doing to change my model so that I can earn more money? All of those things that are really high leverage tasks because they are going to grow your business. So high leverage just means business growth tasks. We're not doing those things because we are burnt out because they're constantly on, 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 okay? And so I need you to think about in your business, what are the high growth tasks that you want to be doing that is going to push you forward, uh, push you further towards where you want to go in the long term? And they, to me, are fucking urgent, okay? They are urgent things that need to be respected because if we let them slip for the everyday notifications, the everyday ding, ding, ding client demands, we are never going to get where we want to go. And we are one, burnt out, and then two, we're unfulfilled because we're not pushing our business in the direction that we want to go. So that's the biggest thing here is urgent. Decide what is urgent, truly, truly urgent. Everything else, really start to consider, well, what's the time frame in which you might respond? How do you handle questions like that? What can you be doing to make your life easier so you're not constantly having to answer the same question over and over again? And then when you can identify those things, your high earners, your business growth tasks, go ahead and start scheduling those in every single day. And when you're doing these business growth tasks, you can actually solve a lot of these urgent, like I'm quote unquote, urgent things that keep coming up. Like if you keep getting questions over and over again about something in regards to nutrition, business growth task, high energy, high high capacity earner, create something in your business that is going to answer those questions. Instead of you having to answer the same question over and over again, create an ebook, create a video, um, 
you know, have a fact sheet, have something that answers those five common questions around nutrition so that your clients, if they have it, you can send it off to them instead of having that conversation over and over again. Get them to read that fact sheet and then they can come back to you with some other questions and then you can have more of a constructive conversation so that your client grows and you're not constantly at the whim of like the same shit over and over again, okay? So that's that's a big, big piece there. And I think honestly... Like that is why coaches do burn out. And we've also got to remember like the conditions of what we're dealing with, right? Like the working environment in which we have now, it's weird hours. It's, you know, it's early mornings, late nights. It's constantly doing like lots of different things. Obviously you've got your coaching hours, then you've got programming, then you've got scheduling, admin, books, all of that kind of stuff. Like you're constantly changing your hats. And so I think because we've constantly got so many tabs open, and so many mental tabs of what it takes to run a business and be a coach. That's another reason why coaches start to burn out. And this is why I'm such like an advocate of systems and having structures in place that, you know, give you like a step-by-step guide or give you a streamlined version of how to deal with these things that come on repeat so that when you are tired and when you have got a busy week, it just constantly happens and you don't have to like use more brain power than you need to because you've got a system around it. Does that make sense? Well, I mean, no one's answering me, but I hope that makes sense. That's why I like systems. Systems are a way for us to streamline our energy and answer the same questions that keep coming up so we don't have to constantly use more mind like um, mental bandwidth to answer these things okay Um, so the constant like lots of different hats of a coaching business is another reason why coaches get burnt out so systemize everything that you can can do Um, have steps in place that you follow when a lead comes in you've got 24 hours to maximum to respond to that lead then when the lead comes in, you send them an email and you've got a template that's created so you don't have to like draft up this email every single time. Um, and then you on the email, it says that you'll give them a call. Like everything is bang, bang, bang. It's written out. That takes the mental bandwidth out of that task and it systemizes it so it makes it more streamlined. That's one, one example of doing something like that. Okay. Another example, if you really spend a lot of mental bandwidth on scheduling, get a booking system or get a, you know, yeah, get a system and like a a program that you can set up the times and then clients go in and book it themselves or book the next session in like in your session with them instead of messaging them. Come up with a way that's going to make it more streamlined so you're not having to do extra shit outside of sessions that is just frustrating and doesn't have to be there, okay? So anything that you're getting frustrated with, that is a sign for you to spend a bit of attention there and go, how can I take this frustration out? What would be the ideal way that I want would want this scenario to go, okay? If it's booking, the ideal scenario is that they've booked in once, if if they need to make a change, they can cancel it online and then rebook them with times that you've got available. I don't know what it is, but you need to decide on things that are frustrating you and pick them back up because the more that we leave things that frustrate us, that's when the clunkiness and, you know, the capacity keeps getting, like it keeps building up and that mental load just keeps getting more and more and more. And every time we're adding mental load and not mitigating that load or breaking into that, we are burning out and we are adding up that burnout. So that's a big one. Okay. So, um, yeah, I definitely, those two points are the biggest thing is the constantly being on 
and then the multiple hats. And so even when coaches have got downtime and they've got that time in the middle of the day or they've got their weekends off, I, I do find that coaches can't even switch off. Um, you know, they, they still feel like they should be doing more things or, um, you know, they should be spending more time on their business and all of that kind of shoulds and have tos and I need tos. Like they, we know that those language patterns are driven by comparison expectations and they're driven by what everyone else is doing. Okay. So the third piece here that I'm seeing of why coaches get so burnt out is because of comparison, because of expectation, because they're not staying in their own fucking lane and they're looking at what everyone else is doing. Okay. Um, and interestingly, this might be a, a weird point to, to go down, but I'm going to go here because I get this a lot. Um, a lot of coaches will always say things about my business and go, well, how can you do that? And, you know, like you've got so many good things going on and systems and every, like you're doing so many resources for your ladies, X, Y, Z. And like, I'm like, you're comparing a one man sole trader business with a team of five. I could not and do not do these extra things in my business, but yet you're thinking that you should be creating an exercise library and an ebook and, you know, have all of these additional bells and whistles when one, it's not even relevant to your clients and two, you're trying to do it on a one man band. That is just so unachievable. I don't do this. Like I have people that I hire to do it. And so I constantly see this happening with coaches like coaches that are sole traders, they are looking at other coaches and other businesses and thinking that shit, I'm not doing that and making themselves feel like shit because they don't have those little extra things. And it's just constantly perpetuating these feelings of comparison, expectations, not good enough. And then every time we're going into that space, we are adding more mental load. The more mental load we have that's not proactive or positive or pushing us in the direction that we want to go burnout, stress, you know, anxiety, frustration, all of that kind of shit. So that that to me is the third biggest reason why coaches are getting burnt out is the feelings of inadequacy, of the the comparison, the expectations. And so and I also think that coaches don't want to recognize that. But we need to realize that that is such a big mental load that comes when we are constantly comparing our business and our coaching practices and whatever it is to other people and other businesses. And it's taking up too much fucking real estate in your mind. And we need to get rid of that. So ways to do that is unfollow people, mute people. Fuck mute me if I'm triggering you. Mute me if you're make if I'm making you feel like that. Because you've just got to you've got to realize that all of these things, when we're staying in that, are adding up. Okay. Now, with those three things that I see adding up more and more to coaches getting burnt out, I now want to just address three common three things that I think are really not easy fixes. They're very much not easy, but these are three things that I think can really help coaches manage their output, manage their their energy, because ultimately if we do not manage our energy, fuck, coaches leave this industry. Like it's so shit how many coaches come into the industry and then leave because it is a hard job. Like it is a hard career that we do. There are a lot of demands and we are working with people, which is fucking beautiful and I love it. However, on the flip side, there's a drawback and a benefit to everything. With that comes a lot of emotional energy. Okay. And we are doing and giving our energy to a lot of people and a lot of things. So if we don't manage our energy, then we are going to be another statistic. 
So things that we need to look at first, I think one of the first things that can be addressed that is a segue from the expectations and comparisons is we need to truly, truly fucking tackle that internal dialogue. I hear coaches somewhat recognize that pace and go, yeah, like I can see that I'm comparing myself to someone else and I'm building up all these expectations of what I should be doing. And the thing that they always grab for is they say, yeah, I'm going to set some boundaries around work time and chill out time. And I'm like, cool. Yep, absolutely. That's a really like, it's a good thing, not necessarily a place to start, but it's a good consideration because half the time when they think that setting boundaries is the answer, the boundaries don't get fucking respected anyway, because that is a surface level thing that is not the answer to everything. We need to go deeper and we need to understand like why these feelings of comparison coming up. Um, you know, where are the things that we feel we've got some work to do? Um, where are these inadequacies or where are these weaknesses? Like what is exactly is going on with that internal dialogue? We need to build leverage on ourselves and start understanding how it's impacting our business. We don't just need to be fucking setting boundaries because if we just set boundaries and leave the internal dialogue, boundaries don't last anyway. Okay. So the expectations, the comparisons go there. Don't stay in the surface level shit of doing boundaries. That is important and that's an, a piece that you is, is a really good thing to include, but it's not the only thing, okay? So if you know you're comparing yourself to a coach, write exactly down what it is. Like, is it that that coach has a really good technical eye? Is it that that coach has a really good ability to stand up and talk about anything um, on video or, you know, in front of a group? Is it that they're charismatic? Is it that they um, are really clear on their definitions? Is it that they've got a the really good technical eye? I don't know what it is, but you've got to pinpoint what it is that you're comparing yourself to with that coach, okay? And then you need to really... Do some work to understand, hey, is it a skill set issue? Do I need to get better at that? Or do I actually have the knowledge there and this is emotionally driven 110%? So I want you to go into that thought pattern, go into that reflection piece and instead of just going, cool, I'm going to set some boundaries. I'm not going to go on my phone or I'm going to have like technology free Sundays or whatever the fuck it is that people are doing now um, because that's like eventually it's going to go away. So we need to really address these internal patterns and start to work on ourselves, our own mindset and and really, you know, really start to get into that state of addressing these these patterns that are going on. Another, uh, the second big point that I think is really important if we're wanting to address this burnout as it builds, okay, we don't want to wait until it's there and then fucking try and fix it, is you've got to set your damn days. Like, I, I'm, I, for me and the people that I work with, I think it's so important to set your day like at the start of the day and not just every week. Like you can very much set out what your week is going to look like, you know, set up some blocks of when you're going to work on your business and get certain tasks done. But I think it's important to address, come down to, at the start of the day, spend five minutes and check in with where you're at. What is actually urgent today? What is actually going to be some stuff that is going to push my business forward? And what can I be doing today that is going to manage my energy so that when I get to the end of the day, I've still got time to spend with my partner and not just time, but energy to give to my partner as well, as opposed to I'm going home at 8 p.m. I'm just going to fucking cark out on the bed. So check in with yourself every morning, set out a list of things that are urgent, set out a list of things that are high capacity earners. Okay, so that is coming into point number three is... Um, you know, when it comes to 
the high energy um, earners, we push, like I said at the start, we push them for urgent things. But if you want to stay in the fitness industry, it is so important to recognize that we need to be working on our business and just not in our business. We have to respect the on our business time. So checking in every morning and setting up that like hour that you might do. And even if you don't have an hour, you might have 20 minutes to sit down and just connect with your thoughts around where you're going with your business. I think it's important to do that every single day, whether it's a little bit or a lot, what Whatever you can give because if we don't do that and we are constantly just working in our business and then we wonder why we're not getting towards our goals, it's fueling those feelings of frustration and disappointment and I'm not good enough and why can't I make this happen, which is, enter- which is adding up to that mental load, okay? Now, the last thing that I want to leave you with is I think it's so, so important to identify the things that are pushing you off course, Okay. So what I mean by that, what are the things that are happening in your life that are pushing you into a state of frustration, of anxiety, of comparison, expectations, not good enough, pushing you into the state where you're out of your flow of either working in your business or on your business? What are those things? Is it that you're going on social media and you're scrolling to the point of like comparison. Like I'm not saying that you can't do like shit that's like just numbing down stuff, right? Like I'm all for watching a bit of fucking Netflix and scrolling and just like fucking around. I'm all for that. But when it goes into a point where you are obsessing about what are other coaches doing or you're like constantly searching someone's name and like watching, you know, like a fucking Hawkeyes and then you can recognize that it's making you feel shit then you need to identify that 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 thing that you're doing is pushing you off course. Because when you do that and when you get into that state, do you want to go and work on your business? Do you want to be coaching? Can you bring your fullest energy to your clients? That's something that needs to be identified that we need to have a look at why that behavior is happening. So identify the things that are pushing you off course. So the things that are really making you go into that state of frustration, not good enough, anything that's making you just fucking like flaky in the head and, you know, angry and, you know, doubt and not confident and all that kind of shit. And we need to either get one, get rid of it and, or two, learn to integrate it into our life where it doesn't push us into that state of comparison, expectation, frustration, etc. Okay. So don't like, don't just let this stuff go on. This is on you. This is on you to identify this shit so that we can rectify it. Because every time that we're letting these mental tabs stay open and the load on the mental tabs built, we are pushing up the barometer of fucking stress and burning out to a point where we get to the weekend, where we have to sit on the couch for two days. And then, you know, you add all that up of months. It's no, it's a no brainer that coaches eventually want to leave because it's just so much load. And so we have to be recognizing that we have to check in with this load. And that's why I personally like to do it every single day. Like every, the, the one thing that I do every single day without doubt is I've got, I don't do a to-do list. I do something called a high priority task list. So I'm literally looking at it now for Saturday, 26th of September, 
What are my high priority tasks that bring me closer to my mission? And on here, I've got a combination of things that I'm doing that I know will keep me on track with my business goals. I've got podcast, I've got video, um, produce a video for my mentoring girls. I've got that I want to do my programs today. I've got some questions to send to a client. It just means that I'm in control of my day. And things will come through. People will send me messages. People will ask for things from me. And I'll say, you know, I'll have a look at it and go, cool, do I have the capacity to do that today? Is it urgent? Can it wait? Will it still allow me to get my high priority tasks done? No. Okay, I'll I'll respond to that person. Yes, I can absolutely help you. I'll loop in with you tomorrow. I do not have to be the, at the whim of people's requests. I am at the whim of what I need to do to continue to grow my business and to be in a state where I manage my energy. Because if you do not manage your energy and set really clear, clear, I guess, clear boundaries on what you're accepting as urgent, you will fall for fucking everything. It's that saying, right, that's like, Stand for nothing, fall for everything. So you got to know what you stand for in terms of your priority lists. And for me as my priority list, I know my priority is me number one. Because if my fucking energy is burnt out 24-7, I can't run a team. I can't run multiple businesses. I can't be a mom. I can't be a coach. I will be a stressed out, burnt out human being. So make sure that you're really thinking about these things, guys, because it's a real, like, it's a real thing. It's this burnout thing constantly happens and it's a shame. And I really, I really don't want coaches to have to constantly go through this, but you know, you guys need to figure it out for yourself and you guys need to start doing some work through this if you're wanting to stay in the industry. I hope that gave you something to think about. Um, and I hope that, you know, maybe you go back and listen to some of the points write some notes down and and start to get into some of this exploration so that you can set your shit and so that you can manage your energy. All right, guys, I'll talk to you next week. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I um, definitely felt like I had a lot of energy on this one today. Um, And the reason being is that like, I'm just, I'm fucking so passionate about this topic because I hate to see coaches leave because of burnout. And it's a shame because there's a lot of good coaches we see that cannot hack it because of the mental load and the mental load can be managed. So if you're feeling like you're in a burnt out state, send me a message because I will have some further questions for you. I've got a worksheet that could help you. Um, and yeah, you can you can definitely get in contact with me. So the way that you can do that is by heading to my website, womaninstrength.com.au or you can hit me through Instagram. The handle is women in strength, one word underscore. So women in strength underscore. Um, and yeah, come at me. I can hit, with, hit you with some more. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Bye.